0: Welcome to Game Nights and Hard Talks, the podcast where we embark on a journey through the captivating intersection of board games, video games, and relationships. I'm August, the board game enthusiast.
1: And I'm Elena, the girlfriend of the board game enthusiast. Here at Game Nights and Hard Talks, every roll of the dice, every turn of the card, and every click of the controller has a story to tell. So welcome.
0: All right, let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. To another episode on game nights and hard talks super excited to have you uh listening in uh it is episode number six i believe um even though i wrote five somewhere at some point but it will be six for you guys i'm your host august
1: i'm your co-host elena what's up guys
0: all right i think you're gonna be very excited about today's topic
1: what are we talking about
0: you already know
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about one of my favorite games um that i often have to convince people to play it with me because i like it so much and i want to play it all the time
0: (laughs) yes she does she wants to play it every day all day and we have other games to play i like this i really like this one a lot too but
1: August is one of those like, hey, let's equally play all the board games that I own. And I'm like, how about we play the ones that are my favorite and just play it over and over and over and over again?
0: (laughs) It's like, how do you not get sick of that? But it's
1: like, I can kind of
0: understand that because I do that with some video games. Like I play them over and over and over. But anyway, let's let's jump in to Everdell.
1: Yeah, so Everdell is, I would say, one of our favorite games it's how many players
0: it's up to the base game which is what we're talking, we're about, talking today. about today because um, there's a
1: lot of expansions and we own a lot of the expansions
0: yeah we just don't own two of them mm-hmm. anyway we're not talking about those uh the base game is four players there's an expansion that increases it to six but
1: yeah four. so no I, I think four players um and It is a board game. So we I do remember we have to clarify that because we talk about video games and board games. And so this is a board game. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a tabletop game. It comes with a board. um, And it comes with actually a lot of different things with it. Do you want to tell them about the like little resources?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, It has four distinct... Well, actually, before we do that, how about you read um, this little story in the rule book here?
1: okay so this one comes from the very front of the rule book and I love these little like story X like excerpts that they put in mm-hmm. the rule books like they had one for Clank and now they have one for Everdell I bet you they have ones for different games
0: yeah how about you just read the first the first paragraph or
1: oh no yeah, I can read this so it's, yeah, so it's A new year begins within the charming valley of Everdell beneath the bogs of towering trees among meandering streams and mossy hollows, a civilization of forest critters is thriving and expanding. Ever since famed adventurer Corin Everdell discovered the hidden realm long ago, the citizens have prospered under the shelter of the enduring Evertree from Everfrost to Belsong. Many a year have come and gone. But the time has come for new territories to be settled and new cities established. You will be the leader of a group of critters intent on just such a task. There are buildings to construct, lively critters to meet, and events to host. It will be a busy year. Will the sun shine brightest on your city before the winter moon rises? Prepare to be enchanted by the wondrous world of Everdell. Once you are here, you might never, ever want to leave.
0: That's literally Elena. That's so accurate. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, So that's like the story version. Do you want to read the overview um, a little bit and maybe just pick and choose?
0: Um, I'll kind of just do like a brief explanation of like how I would explain it to somebody. Yeah. When they first play. Essentially, like it said, you're a leader of a group of critters or you got little meeples that are in the critter shape. so you have, like, what's one? Um, mice, squirrels, mice, squirrels, rats.
1: Foxes, lizards. There's also birds. Birds, I yeah. There's, like, starlings Red and panel, owls and cardinals. Yeah, there's a lot of them.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway, so you, as the player, will take them and place them on various locations to gather resources in order to build um, structures or purchase... Um, critters to come into your city um and those are represented by cards um the resources are represented by other small little tokens uh which they're kind of cute and fun they have logs they have pebbles berries and resin
1: and they're actually in the shape of yeah this is one resource yeah
0: this is one thing i like so much about this game is they took the resource (laughs) and just made it 3D. They made it a little funner to, you know, pick up and grab and so like sometimes I just like collecting the resources just to have to play with, you know, in my fingers cuz I like to fiddle with stuff. But
1: so what what would you classify this game as? Cuz Clank was a deck building game. What would this game be classified as? Um like a city builder?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a, in a way it's it's a, it's a 100% a city builder cuz that's what you're doing. You're building a city.
1: But you're doing it in the form of not actually building a 3D city. You're doing it in the form of building cards that represent your city. Placing cards
0: in a spot that represent your city, which they all have different effects. Uh, I won't go too deeply into them, but there's five different card colors. Um, There's green, green production. There is red. uh, Do you remember what red is? Well, there's the color red which they uh their effects are triggered if you place a worker or one of your meeples on that card there's blue which their blue tends to be more passive powers so like effects that happen after a certain condition is met uh there's purple which is purely points um and then there's tan which are tan trap i believe there are like they're like kind of once Per uh, turn. Well,
1: not per turn. They're once per played.
0: Yeah. When you play them, you do the effect and then they don't activate again.
1: Yeah. So the whole goal of this game is to build a city that will get you the most points compared to everyone else. And so cards do different things based off of those categories. But the main two types of cards that you have are going to be constructions and then critters. Mm -hmm. And so you're building like, uh, you have an actual like construction and then you have the critter that comes along with it or different critters like that. And so each card has points on them themselves, but then each card does different things. Like you were saying, the green production will give you resources from playing the card. Mm -hmm. The blue one will give you passive stuff like gain a berry when you play a critter, right? Things like that or draw a a card. Mm -hmm. Um, those are really the main form of resources that you can get is either cards or like the resources, which are the wood, the pebble, the berries, the resin, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that, so that's essentially the, the main gist of the game. And then at the very end, you count all of your points up to uh, see who has the most points in their city, essentially.
0: Yeah. And, I believe there's a total of like
1: four rounds
0: or three. No, I think it's four rounds.
1: Yeah. So they base it off of the seasons.
0: Yeah. So you start coming out of winter. So technically, like the game, I know people think you're in spring, but you're not actually in spring. You're actually in winter. You're coming, you're in the back end of winter, moving into spring. And so when you prepare for season, which is an action you can take on your turn, you move to the next season, which that means you move to spring and then you move to summer and then you move to autumn and then at the end which autumn's the last season before winter obviously you when you do the pair, you pass because you're done like you've you've got your city as what would be the word put as put together as you can make it for winter and like you were saying elena it's all about points you want to get points to be the winner and you get of the best city
1: builder in Everdell. Mostly, you just win the game. That's why I like it. <laughs> um, I think the reason that I like this game a lot is because there are so many different builds that you can do with the cards, and mm-hmm. that is why I think this game is so easy to come back to time and time again. Because it's like, okay, I know I did this build before, but you can combine cards in different ways, which means that you have a, like tons of different outcomes to build a city that could get points. Um, and that's why I think it's so enjoyable to come back to it. Just why I think Plank is enjoyable to to play again and again, because you have a different deck each time. Again, mm-hmm. these are not games like, sorry, where literally you're just playing the same thing over and over again. It's almost like you're building a skill to get better at figuring out which cards pair better with each other. So then I can get more points. Yeah, And that's why I, I really like this game.
0: So I guess going into that, um, what is your what is like your favorite group of cards to put together?
1: We have kind of talked about this as like the we don't know if it's the best strategy, but something that we've been like playing around with is green productions. Are the lowest point value in terms of like the construction cards and the critter cards don't give you as many points on the actual card as some of the others, but they give you resources. And when you don't have to use workers to get resources, you're better off essentially, right? You have more opportunities. And so we found that like building green production, at least a little bit in your city, is really helpful in the long term. So
0: is that one your favorite, or do you have a
1: favorite? I don't think I have a favorite. I kind of just go in each, each game, like, what cards do I have? What do I know kind of plays well together? Let me, let me figure it out as I go, which is why it's so enjoyable. <laughs> yeah,
0: nice. I should play like that more, but I, I'm overly obsessed with green production. You are. <laughs> like, that's all I build. Yeah. <laughs> so by the end, I have bajillions of resources that I don't actually end up using.
1: So question, what what kind of drew you to this game in the first place?
0: Uh, So I guess we'll have to go back a little bit. Uh, When I was, I believe, in fifth grade, um, I had, I can't even remember her name, but she was an amazing teacher. Um, She was my homeroom teacher. Um, For those of you who aren't familiar, like I had a homeroom that I would go to every morning uh, in elementary um and then would have to go to a separate class but then i would come back like it was like our centralized classroom and so i had a teacher there and she allowed us as students to she had like our own little library in her class and she let us check out books from her little library to go and read at home and she had this series called red Bull, uh Red Walls by Brian oh I can't his last name. Brian Jake, what, I can't. Yeah, I butcher it. So but he wrote this series and he, he took kind of like this medieval theme with it, but put animals like little critters, like rats, mice, badgers, um birds of many different I can't think of bird for something. <laughs> I'm just going to say bird. Pigeons, there you go. Like, he, <laughs> he took the and took like the little animal world and put the medieval theme into, onto them. And I just, I loved it as a kid. And when I saw this game, as I was browsing Amazon, one does.
1: <laughs> no, as you do. As right,
0: I found this game called Everdell just sitting there. And I clicked into it and just immediately fell in love with the artwork because it reminded me of the red wall
1: right like the little critters little and... critters and
0: just it was it was fun and i was like
1: oh this this
0: looks interesting i watched some gameplay videos um i believe i watched from like let's play um and and i was like this looks a ton of fun and i also games. I like games with a crap ton of components so,
1: yeah in, yeah
0: you know so that was also another plus for me this has a lot of components, and I always like that,
1: yeah, I think we really appreciate the artwork. It's done really well, like it's uh it's not cartoony it no, it, it kind of leans more on the side of like if critters were actually like real life, kind of what would they look like, but it's almost it's still in the painting style, so it looks like their portraits have been painted um so yeah, we really like the artwork of it. How do you feel this game is for like bigger groups of people like i know you've played it with your family a couple of times how do you feel it works in that sense
0: um so i looked up online like what's the best number of people because i always thought more people at the table makes it funner it sometimes doesn't sometimes games get why too... not well it, it depends on the group of people you with. If you like people who like fast competitive games I don't think Everdell is really for them because in fast competitive games there is one objective like a handful of things you can do it's simple and easy whereas Everdell like you were stating earlier there is so much that you can do and every time you play it's, it's always different because right. you get a different set of cards in your hand to start, you draw certain cards that not normally play so it that is one aspect of why I don't think this is actually a good game for larger group of people unless you all enjoy games like this like for instance you and me if we had you know three other clones of ourselves like this would be perfect for us we would enjoy it
1: yeah yeah no i would 100% agree i think that the best times that we've played this is with a group of four or less and it's people who have played board games like these before and they are willing to kind of push through the overwhelm of the game in order to like learn it and Mm -hmm. play it again and i think that the most enjoyable times that we've had with it is when me and you just play it together yeah i remember and this i would recommend to anybody who's getting this game is it will be overwhelming to learn it at first i remember when i when August taught it to me the first time I was pretty frustrated with like uh, you get to the end of the game and you're like, great. I got like 10 points. And then you see like all of the different ways that you could have gotten points and you're like, well, crap, this sucks. But that's like the point of learning the game is oftentimes it's going to be pretty overwhelming. When you first do it, you're going to feel like you're missing all of these points, which you probably are. But the more that you do it the easier it gets to start spot like start to see the cards and you start to get familiar with the cards um and i think my my most enjoyable times are when we would play at like 11 or 12 at <laughs> night and we're like debating the rules
0: <laughs> well yeah because there's uh one specific memory i have this this game also allows you to play solo like you don't have to play. but we we did that for i think a date night where we played the solo version together so we were on a team and we were, something came up with, like, one of uh, the rules of a card. We were debating back and forth how it actually <laughs> applies to this situation. Because solo play does change some things, but not a lot.
1: And but it makes it hard. It like, does. we really were like, okay, we got to try and beat this. And we finally beat the hardest level. And it was really good. <laughs> it was really fun.
0: Yeah, so it was. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do remember that was one of the. The fondest memories i have of this and we just sit there and debate but uh yeah
1: and one last thing i'll add before we finish up is i think something about gaming in relationship that we have seen is it does we are both competitive people oh yeah i, I would i would say that we are mm-hmm. and it brings out that competitive nature and sometimes we have used the anger of not winning against each other, <laughs> like looking at it going like, oh, I'm angry that I didn't win, which means like, I'm angry at you.
0: Like you play a card that like negatively affects me and I'm like upset, but it's at the end of the day, it's just a game.
1: And that's like probably been the biggest growth in our relation. Well, one of the biggest growths in our relationship is not taking it personally when another person wins the board game or plays something against you, that's going to negatively hurt you. Like we, before we would get butt hurt and be like, I can't believe you played that. And so then like the other person would be like, should I play this card on them again? Because last time they got mad. Um, but I know that it will help me win. And so I think over time we've had obviously a lot of conversations with this as we go. If we ever mad at a board game, we usually will take, a little bit to kind of cool off separate from each other and then we come back and go hey like
0: you okay <laughs>
1: you good <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't you it was just the board game
0: <laughs> um i think we're also at the point now that we can actually genuinely congratulate uh, congratulate each other on the win because it's like it's a board game you're here to play to win yeah unless it's a cooperative adventure that that's different
1: but. yeah and we i think we've able we're able to like now switch it to like let's see if you can beat me type thing. It's like oh, yeah. now we're like <laughs> let's let's actually try to do our best against each other because we're now we now know like it's okay for like one person to lose and one person to win and i think it's been a healthy way to um foster that competitive spirit mm-hmm. among us that's uh separate it's an external way to build that that competition rather than like trying to compete compete against each other in our relationship or things like that. Yeah. Cause we believe that it's important to operate as a team in a relationship, but being competitive with each other is fun. I think you learn a lot about the other person.
0: You do. And I think it also can elevate your, your partner to another level. Because if, if I was taking it easy on you while playing this game, like your victories would be not as, what's the word?
1: Uh, yeah
0: yeah and like you wouldn't have to try necessarily harder to beat me because like I'm easy but i always operate with the idea of like i'm going to play to win and i'm going to give my best and if i lose then it means okay i need to play better next time right i need to elevate my best and that's kind of what i do with games and now i can't beat her so this is great <laughs>
1: Well, we talk about it more like we go in seasons, like there's seasons where August will win every single game that we play. And then there's seasons where I will win every single game that we play. And it's like, okay, like we're always joking with each other, like, when's your season up? And it's just like, it happens at random. We don't even know it. Just like one one game we play and it's like, oh, Elena loses, August wins. We're like, oh no, it's August's season now. And then it's like, it's and it goes. over and
0: I'll win like five and then it switches. Yeah, it's. <laughs>
1: Really funny how that works.
0: Yeah, it's like it's great, it's me, and then it, it crushes me because it's like, oh, like,
1: was I really good?
0: Was I really good, or was <laughs> I just stinking lucky? It's a combination of both. Yeah. So,
1: anyway, that's Everdell. We're definitely gonna be talking more about the expansions as we go. Was there mm-hmm. anything else you wanted to add about it?
0: No, I mean that that is a very very brief overview of Everdell. Um, and I hope if this sounds like a fun game, go ahead and get it, because I highly recommend it. I think it's a beautifully crafted game. And uh,
1: and let us know if you'd want to see us do a, a playtest where we show us playing the game. We'd love to know if that would interest you guys.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's all the time we have. Until next time, remember...
1: Keep the dice rolling. Peace. Bye, guys.
0: That wraps up another exciting episode of Game Nights and Heart Talks. Thank you for rolling with us and being a part of our gaming community.
1: So if you enjoyed the show and found value in it, please spread the word with your fellow gamers. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review. We would truly appreciate it.
0: Till next time, keep those dice rolling. This is August.
1: And this is Elena signing off from Game Nights and Hot Talks.